beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design, and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Let's look to the screen, Isaiah 60. We'll read from verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 60 from verse 1 to 3. All right, let's read together. One, two, go. Arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. For the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Hallelujah. Now, let me ask you, when he says kings, does he mean kings? Hello? Let me ask you a question. When he, say, when he says kings, does he actually really mean kings? Hello? Let's talk now. When he says kings, does he mean kings? Are you sure? All right, let's read again one more time. Some of you came to church like you're fighting. Are you angry? Are you angry? Who are you fighting? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rejoice. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. All right, let's read it together. I want to go. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Let's look at our operating scripture for the month. Psalm 81 and verse 10. If you will, kindly put it on the screen. All right, let's read together one to go. I am the Lord your God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will feel it. Open your mouth wide, and I will feel it. Spirit of the living God, thank you for your presence here. We sit under the influence of your word, and we know that we are experiencing a transformation by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' holy name we declare. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so we are going to be examining the disruptor episode this morning. And I really believe that 
By the way, let me ask again, how many of you have written down your cravings? How many of you have your cravings written down? Let me just... How many of you have not written your cravings? Two, three, why? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Write the one that you have now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. One thing is certain. You're going to be blessed out of your socks. Amen. Hallelujah. God. This morning, you're going to be blessed out of your socks. It's going to be a very powerful service experience. Praise God. All right. So we are considering this morning the disruptor. That's what we are considering this morning. And um, we are asking you to crave large in the light of Christ. The one thing that the believer cannot afford to be is docile. With all this power that you have and all this revelation knowledge that you have and all this insight, the last thing you want to be is be docile. The last thing you want to be is be complacent. The last thing you want to be is allow life to be happening to you. The last thing you want to do is live your life as though the redemptive work of Jesus does not mean anything. Paul said that the grace which I have received, I have not allowed it to be in vain. For there is something that can happen to the human soul that will cause you to receive something as powerful as the gospel and still live your life as though you didn't receive anything. When the gospel comes to you, it begins to change your thoughts. It begins to change your expectations. It begins to change your speech. It begins to change everything about you. So, the disruptor, we are craving large in the light of Christ. We are craving large in the light of Christ. Isaiah 60 and verse 1. I'm going to start the teaching from here. Isaiah 60 and verse 1. Look at what it says. It says, now, um, as you are reading this on the screen right now, some of you might have Sunday school song in your head. Arise and shine. For your light is come, you know. And you, you might think that you know where this is going. But I want you to try and 
dissociate yourself from anything you heard prior to this service and listen attentively to what the Lord has for you in this service. And you know, before I came into service today, I was asking myself, Lord, why do you bring truth corporately to the body? I'll tell you before this teaching is over. Okay? So it starts by saying, arise and shine for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Now, the first thing I want you to realize is that this is Isaiah. It's very important that you understand who is talking. Isaiah is one of the prophets in scripture who clearly was a messianic prophet. He spoke pointing directly to Jesus Christ. Okay? So, when Isaiah writes this, he's not talking to the Jews. He's not talking to Israel. Alright? Because he does not say, arise and shine. Okay? Because delight has come. No. It says, arise and shine, speaking into the future, for your light has come. And then he goes on to say that the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So, question. What are you supposed to do with light? What are you supposed to do with light? What do you do with light? You see, one of the things that God has sent me to do for you at the beginning of this year is to change the apathy. Many people think that things are not happening because of whatever reason. No, 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 no. I'll tell you why some people are going through life, you know, not seeing things happen. Okay? I mentioned this a little last week and I'm going to touch on it again. The reason why many people are not seeing things happen is that they have settled into the mold. They have, you know, you know when you arrive at a place, let's say you get a new job, you arrive at a place, okay, you come with all these ideas, great ideas of what you want to do. And then when you enter and you see the culture, you try to push the first time, you get a resistance. You try to push the second time, you get a resistance. You try to push the third time, you get a resistance. By the fourth, fifth time, you say, you know what, there's no need. You join the, the flow. And just settle in the environment. And just become what everybody does. And then when, you ask, when they ask you, why, why did you settle this fast? Well, you settled by observation. You settled by looking around. By seeing what is obtainable. The prevailing culture in the environment is what you settled into. And I'm telling you that, you know, they say in physics that something remains at the static stuff, whatever until it, receive an, it receives an external push. Isn't it what they say? Right? All of you are physics people. Amen? Amen? Meaning that thing will remain the way it is until something... This is the push. These teachings from December 31st till now is the push that you need to move out of normalcy. To move out of the settlement. To move out of the expectation the subtle, subtle, absolutely subtle expectation of evil. 
Because if you have not settled, if you refuse to settle, you know how you come into, like I said, you come into a place, and some of you, it is not that you've come into a place, it's that you've come into life. And the prevailing ideology is that, just, just go and do a random search. Many are sick. Many. Many are in debt. Many are frustrated. Many are depressed. Just go do a random search. You'll find out that many, the, the larger majority of people are broke. The larger majority of people cannot afford, you know, life. The larger majority of people cannot do anything with their lives. In this same economy, the larger majority of people are saying, how we go do? But there are still a select few who are actually cashing out and bowling big time. The question is, what are you going to accept? So here's the idea. People have come into life and they have noticed the prevailing things in the environment. And they have adjusted expectations. And now somebody who, you know, <laughs> you know how people start, eh? In their 20s, I'm going to change the world. In their 30s, I'm going to change my city. In their 40s, I can change my streets. By the time they are 50, they say change starts with yourself. They say it has to start with you. Eh, you want to change the world, but if you don't change you. So now, that whole dream of changing the world has now come that if I can only just change myself. You know, they, now, they start telling themselves, Rema, that doesn't make sense. Actually, it starts, it, it's actually me. Sometimes the things I want to do, I cannot do. So if I change myself, then I can change the world. No. Actually, what's happening is that people are beginning to lower expectations and fit in more with reality. The devil is a liar. I ask people sometimes, when I talk like this, and you meet me at 60, what are you expecting to see when you meet me at 60? Somebody who failed? Somebody who these words did not work for? You know, when you talk about the soft life, the easy life, people are waiting. They are actually waiting. They are waiting. They are, they are, they are, they are waiting. They are waiting for your, for your confession to change. You understand what I'm saying? They are waiting. They are observing. They are waiting for your confession to change. Then when they are waiting, hoping that your confession will change, then when it changes, I talk him. I talk him. After he was all the while, he was acting like he was some special. I'm special. I'm special. And you understand? You wait like that. You will wait for long. Because all of the milestones that you thought, the moment you cross, they said, the moment you enter twenty, you reality will hit you. Then the moment you enter 30, reality will hit you. Then the moment you marry, well, I'm married. Reality has not hit me. Because I live in a reality already. Yes. Then the next milestone is when you, when you have your kids, when you start paying school fees. Brother, I will pay school fees at the best schools in the world. And it will shake me. Stop all this expectation, this subtle expectation of evil. That begins to lower your appetite. Now they say, cut your coat according to your... <sighs> and what annoys me is when believers who are the powerhouse start to embrace these ideologies. 
Start to talk like them. Let's face reality. Let's face reality. Whew. Those who are waiting for us to change our confession, they will wait a long time. On Thursday, I'm just giving you intro. Amen? Amen. On Thursday, I was, I was meditating deeply. And it hit me. Ah, ah. Some, some, some ah. You live life in the light of what you have received, though. Yeah, yeah. Unborn, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting started. I'm, I'm getting started. Amen? Amen? Unborn again, they don't know the Holy Ghost. They don't. Oh, Lord. A man who is of a certain descent has been running for, I don't want to mention so that, you know, we have international audience. People are listening from all around the world. Amen? Amen. From a particular place has been running for presidency since 1992. 1992! We are in 2023! This person has not given up. <laughs> they have not given up. They have the audacity to come out again. What they have is fake. Believers, I stand in faith today. I stand in faith tomorrow. I stand in faith next week. I stand in faith. And they come back. This thing does not work. Hey. Eh, it's, it, it, see, like for, for, for many, for a, for, for a while now, you know, the power of God is on me. I have looked at David and I have seen this David. I have seen him in his future as a multi-billionaire. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? This man, you know, he, you know what it means to start the first time. They beat you. Second time, they beat you. Third time, they beat you. Fourth time, they beat you. Fifth time, they beat you. Six, seven, from, from 1991 till 2023. And they will see beating this time. And I've seen pictures. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just starting. I've not started preaching. I'm just warming up. And I've seen pictures of him with gray beards, eighties, you know, on, on, on Twitter. And I say, yeah, that's what you look like when you still be running, and they will still be beating you. But my point is, these people. Have not given up. Ah! And they don't even have what you have. They don't even know what you know. Half of what you know. This revelation knowledge that is that is so much in your spirit. They don't know nothing. <laughs> All they know is that man, that place, we will get there. You you are more armed. You have more ammunition. You have more. But you see, one of the things that is wrong with a lot of people, a lot of today believers, no thick skin. No stickability. Do you understand? No, it works or it works. Do you understand what I'm saying? I am healed or I am healed. No part two, no plan B. I am either healed or I am healed. That kind of strongness. You know, somebody is stubborn, stubborn. Be stubborn for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. 
I'm rich and wealthy. I am prosperous. Anything I do, I do it well. Even if I talk casually, I talk well. Yesterday, did I not make sense? Did I, I told him I did not prepare. But even if I talk casually, even if I come out to talk casually, I'll still make sense. Why? Because I know who is in me. Everywhere I go, I go boldly. Because the power of God is at work in me. I'm not timid. I'm not shy. In the name of Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not timid. I'm not, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not easily intimidated. Do you understand what I'm saying? These words that you're hearing this month is a push. Leave the table where you're eating crumbs. Open your mouth wide. Why? You know, sometimes people act as though if they just desire, they will just collapse. What's wrong with you? You just desired, you just collapse. As though something is just going to break. Let that thing break this year. Let it scatter. (laughs) What I'm saying is see redemption. See what Christ has purchased. Come to the table and feed fat. The future is in your believing. The future is in your believing. The future is in your mouth. What you will say according to what you believe. And we say amen. Amen. So arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Look at the next verse. It says, for the darkness. It doesn't say darkness. It says the darkness, meaning darkness is a person. The darkness. So look at that, that, that right there. It says, the darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness, the people. This is Isaiah prophesying into your day. He says, your light has come. Now he goes on to say that the darkness shall cover the earth. Gross darkness shall come upon. Just follow me. You'll get, get this in a moment. Gross darkness shall come upon the people. But look at, let's read the last part. It says, but. Stop. Say but. but. Say but. but. Say it again. Say but. but. Good. Now, here's the idea. Look at the issue. A lot of people have conditioned their lives in the direction of the darkness that has come upon the people. It was said that it will happen. Darkness, let me tell you. Darkness is that a person will be sick and they don't know that they can get healed. And they live with the sickness for years till they die. It's darkness. Everything that we've seen happen in this world in terms of technology and advancement was light. Before that thing showed up, the light had to shine that it was possible for people to now go in that direction. So, here's what a lot of believers are doing. A lot of believers are making the excuse to join people in darkness because darkness is prevalent. I guess what I'm saying. They are making an argument to join everybody in experiencing darkness because darkness is what is more. Oh, let me explain. In terms of number... People say, you go, with, you go with the multitude. No, I stand alone, no. Yes, sir. 
I stand alone in this one. I don't go with the multitude, nothing. Look, if you, if you ever, you know, high school, university, there's something called peer pressure. The, you know, if every, let's say, for example, all your friends want to attend a particular event, and you now begin to feel like the odd person out. I'm the only one who is not going. Like something is wrong with you. Then you now say, okay, even though you don't feel like going, I say, okay, you know what? Since all my friends are going, let me just go. This is how people are participating in darkness. Since everybody <laughs> is getting sick, let me too, let me too get sick. No, you, you can't say it with your mouth because it sounds ridiculous. But you believe it in your mind subtly. It's in the subconscious somewhere. Because everybody is depressed. Well, since everybody is depressed, let me, let me participate in the depression. You don't know that Isaiah prophesied it, that darkness will cover the earth. Ah, Lord, I have utterance in Jesus' name. That darkness will cover the earth. Meaning we are not surprised that darkness is over the earth. We are not surprised that darkness is upon the people. But we will not say because it's prevalent, we'll join. Yes, sir. No, we don't join. No, we don't agree. No, we don't join. There is a but. There is a but. It says, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, personalized. And his glory shall be seen upon you. Now, I want you to say this with me. My light has come. My light has I want you to say it again. Say, my light has come. So go to verse 1. Put it on the screen. It says, your light has come. It's personalized. It's individualized. In other words, he's asking you to rise up and shine in the light of your light that has come. Okay. If I say your money has come, what do you do? Spend. Or do projects. If I say... Your baby has come. What do you do? Buy baby clothes. Amen? Buy nanny. Buy whatever. I don't know. Gold. Gold. <laughs> gold. Yes, sir. If I say your job, a copy of the power of God is here. You might sit down now and just be laughing, but I'm telling you, the power of God is hitting your heart. If I say your job has come, what do you do? You get up on Monday. You start preparing for work. You walk in the light of the news that has come. So when it says, arise and shine, your light has come. It is, it's get ready to start doing life. Listen, get ready to start doing life in the light of the light that has come. Listen, and let me tell you, this thing is both corporate and individual. Your light, so <laughs> look at how it works. So if NK says she's participating in this light and Benny says she's not, to NK shall it be light. To burning shall it be darkness. So, Sama, we don't say, okay, let me, give, let me tell you, can I bust the bubble? Amen. So that somebody who is anointed, huh, anointed of the Lord, amen. amen, that they die of cancer doesn't mean I have to die of cancer. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, let me tell you what happens when Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. I have utterance. When somebody you respect, who is anointed, who hears from God, you know, passes away. The, tell me if I'm lying. The prevailing idea is that people get discouraged. I hear this a lot. They say things like, if it can happen to that person, who am I? Hey, hey! Oh, they didn't, they didn't give you the brief. Where? Who are you? Who are you? The last time I checked, God does not deal with you based on another, on another person's journey. Yes. God deals with yes. you based on the finished work. Yes. 
Who are you? You are blood bought. Yes. You are loved. Yes. Oh, it may happen today, and nobody glorifies it. You understand? That's why scripture says, mourn with them that mourn. Yes. But it does not mean that you should participate in the money. Yes. In other words, what happened to them should happen to you. The devil is a liar. Who are you? He said, if it can happen to so so, if so so and so, ah, my dear, know how to draw the line, no? Yes. <laughs> my dear, know how to draw the line. Yes. And what will make you, what will help you draw the line, is the light that has come. Yes. Is your light, not not <laughs> your own light. That's why somebody can be living in a revelation that other people will catch up with. Yes. Yes. Yes, you understand? Yes. Other people will catch up with yes. because it's my light. Yes, my light. It's my light. And let me tell you, God does not give me light according to how fast you want to run. Mm-hmm. It's how fast me I want to run. Want to run. Yes. So in my life now, I may have seen the hundred million. Yes. You, you are still struggling, not you. <laughs> let me put it in the air. You, you are still struggling with whether you'll be able to get money to enter back. Are you getting what I'm saying? But me, I've already seen. Is my is delight has come for me. All these parkour things that we always like to parkour, parkour, anko, anko. You now go and wear anko uniform. Eh? Somebody is <laughs> somebody is depressed. You, you too, you go and wear anko. Wear uniform and participate in the in the depression. The devil is a liar. It is not your. It is your depression. I come that I may give you life. So, I'm bringing you out of the depression. My dear, if you refuse to come out, I won't die with you, dear. In Jesus' name. It's the same thing as somebody is drowning. You go to bring the person out. The person wants to suffocate you too. Out of struggle. Leave them first. (laughs) Not be me and you. (laughs) Not be me and you. You are drowning. I come in to bring you out. You now start to press me inside. That, because you are... <laughs> my dear, I'll leave you first. I'll first save myself. Because we can't have two obituaries. I get what I'm saying? And the last time I checked. No, no, no. It's not corporate story. It's only corporate story in the light of Christ. In the light of the finished work. Only corporate story in the light of the finished work. That's why, Masa, somebody can fail. Now, 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 in the same place. You, you enter. Now, 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 you succeed. Yes, yes, yes. Don't do that label. That you give everybody the same label. We are all strugglers. All of us must enter and wash plate. See, 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 see. All of us. And life, let me tell you. If you don't understand this thing, life knows how to put labels on everybody. If you are a Nigerian, once you enter, you must wash plate first. It's a, it's a lie. Yes, sir. I can enter and start as a corporate CEO. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wash plate first, call. Wash plate first, knee. If that's the story you accepted, so be it for you. Don't label me as somebody who is struggling. Don't label me. Don't label me. <laughs> oh, fire is here today. Do you understand? I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying. Keep that label to yourself. Me, I can, you know, brotherly love. Let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly kindness continue. Ah, blah, blah, blah. what are we brothers for? Ah, no, no, I'll be there for you. Trust me. But to say me, I'm the same. 
<laughs> my dear, the devil has, is a liar. Yeah. Say, my light has come. Unto you, he is light. Unto you, he is light. Unto your health, he is light. Unto your finances, he is light. God never told any of his believers, any of his children, that he will bless you according to the prevailing economy or according to the dollar. Can you rejoice? Glory to God. Say this with me, my personal light. My personal light. The light for me. The light for me has come. Has come. Say it again. Say my light. My light has come. Has come. Say it one more time. Say my light. My light has come. Has come. So people are supposed to be embracing the behavior of light. That is, they start behaving in the light of the light that has come. I don't know any other language. I don't know. Do you understand? I don't know any other way to put it. They start behaving. So the behavior must model the light that has come. When people did not know they could fly, the behavior was bicycle. When people did not know they could fly, the behavior was sheep. When people did not know they could fly, the behavior was any other thing, donkey, cart, any other thing except flights. The moment the light for flight came, people began to behave yes, in the light of the light that has come. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it will be foolishness now that light has come. You can now fly. You, you now decide, I want to go through the Sahara and experience the safari. The Lord be with you. My dear, whilst you're, the same earth, to, you, hey, clear, the power of God is here. Same earth, same everything. Somebody is 30,000 feet, 40,000 feet above sea level with entertainment, AC, you know, chilling. They can sleep when they want. You, <laughs> so far ahead has just begun. You understand? Then you walk like that. The sun beats you. Bruises here. This one here. You are, this is exactly how people are going through life. Exactly how people are going through life. Simply because they refuse to Act in the light of light that has come. Brothers and sisters, it is good news that your light has come. Good news. If they say your car has come, you start getting ready to drive. You don't be... Your car has come. That's not the time for you to begin to prepare yourself for trekking. Do you understand what I'm saying? You start... Uh, the today trekking go hot. No, you, you get ready. You start preparing your mind to drive because the car has come. Your, your days of looking at yourself, sweating, laboring for bus. Some of you, you stand at the bus stop and as you're waiting for bus, one, one, one interesting individual comes. Those days are over. You live in the light of the light that has come. Can we say amen? amen? So, your light has come. Write this down. The light that has come is the light to lead you into what to crave and how to crave. 
Let me further these thoughts for a bit. Open to Matthew 17, 1 to 9. Just put that on the screen. All right, let's read together. One to go. Stop. Go back to verse 1. Put it back in verse 1. So I told you that Isaiah was a messianic prophet. He prophesied in the light of Christ. So when Isaiah was saying, your light has come, he was pointing to something. And he was pointing to a behavior that people would take up when light shows up. How people are going to, what people are going to do. When light shows up, this was, this, was, this was Isaiah's perspective when he started pointing to your light has come. Let me explain in this way. Isaiah could see into the future and see that there, there are a group of people who have a personal light leading them into life and how to live life. And he was describing you. So when Jesus now came, follow the conversation. Jesus now begins to use types and shadows to point to what Isaiah said. You know how many times he pointed to Isaiah? He quoted Isaiah. Now he's using types and shadows to point to what Isaiah said. And I'll show you this. When, I, when Isaiah said, your light has come, Isaiah was referring to something very important. What Isaiah was doing was that he was saying that the light I see coming. Oh, this is good. Is different from the light that has been before. Because there's something, take note of this, there's something called the spectrum of light. It is how light progresses as it goes on. Now, the light Isaiah had seen was the light of Moses, the law. He had seen that one. He had seen the light of the prophets. He had seen that one. But in the spectrum of light, he was not able to see the light that was to come. Do you understand? Now, there was a behavior that followed the light of the law. What was the behavior? You have to bring your bulls and your goats. You have to get ready, all right, to sacrifice a sin offering once a year, all right? The day of atonement, that's the light. And woe betide you if you don't bring that, that offering that once a year, all right? If you don't bring it that once a year, you're going to be in trouble, in fact, God, in fact, rain will not fall. <laughs> your, your crops will dry. Nothing will happen until you bring that stuff. That was the light. So they didn't have total freedom. They didn't have total liberty. And guess what? They couldn't really trust or believe God as far. When God spoke something, hear me, they will have to look at it in accordance with how they have behaved. So if there was a promise, for example... They are only appropriating the promise based on how well they have behaved. If you look at the book of Deuteronomy, you find out that, hear me, when Moses was reading the blessings, they were crying. Yeah. Ah, why are you crying that blessing is being read? They were weeping. Then when he began to read the curses, they started wailing. <laughs> you know why? Why are they weeping at, at the reading of the blessing? They know that they don't qualify. Why are they wailing? At the reading of the curses, ah, this is exactly what is our faith. 
So Isaiah is saying that there is a people coming who will arise in the light of Christ and begin to shine. But let me take you somewhere. I want to show you something. The book of Matthew puts 17 and verse 1. Put it on the screen. So just like Jesus, at the beginning of the conversation, he's already showing us something. Then, after six days, powerful stuff. What does number six rep represent? Creation. What, what does number six represent? Who can tell me? You're, you're, you're right. What does five represent? You know. The gospel. So what does six represent? Creation. Man. Six is the number of man. Seven is the number of perfection. So look at this. Look at this. After six days, that is, after creation, look at progress of, look at the progression of man. After six days, Jesus takes Peter. Why are they arranged like this? Peter, James, and John. Why are they arranged like that? Peter means stone. James means, James actually means Jacob in the Hebrew, which is supplanter or replacement. John means the grace of God. So look at it. The stone is being replaced with grace. That's it. That's it right there. Right there. Right there in front of you. So, after creation, the law, are you seeing that? The law shows up, Moses, but there's going to be a replacement with the grace of God. Peter, James, and John. The stone has been replaced by grace. In other words, we're not looking to the tablets of stone anymore. We're looking to the light of Christ. So, after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brings them up into a high mountain apart. Let's go on. Let's go on. Ah, you'll see something today. And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. Continue. Let's read together. I want to go. And behold, there appeared unto them. See, another, another striking thing. All right. Another striking idea. Who? Moses. Who? Elias. And what? Who? Talking with him. And who is the him? Jesus. Let's continue. Let's read together. Want to go? Who is Peter? Who is Peter? Who is Peter? The stone. So hear the conversation of the stone. Let's read. And said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us build three tabernacles. Yeah? One for you, one for Moses, one for Elias. Wow, what a confusion. You know what a tabernacle is? A tabernacle is a dwelling place. So, here's the point. Look at the point. What Peter stone, when stone opens, when the law opens his mouth to talk, look at what the law says. The law says we can dwell under the law, visit the prophet sometimes, and then also come to grace. So we are, we are constantly visiting houses. This is what happens, and this is what happens in many people's lives. They go from the law, they believe certain things under the law, they look for prophets to see account number once in a while, Somebody has come to this church before and said, I should read that palm. I say, what? <laughs> palm. <laughs> palm. Oh. I say, I should read that. 
I said, did they tell you where you came to? <laughs> I should read your palm. And you see, if you're not, if you, listen, if you're not settled in the gospel, listen, I'm talking now by instruction. If you're not settled in the gospel, there might be things that will happen in life that will make you to begin to contemplate visiting places. I guess what I'm saying. If you don't agree once and for all, you see, some people don't agree. If you don't agree once and for all that the gospel is the answer, it is the power of God unto salvation. If you don't agree, just they play. They play. One day, something will hit that will make you begin to say, ah, it looks like we need to go and look for a seer. Look at a seer looking for a seer. Sia, I see, I hear, I know, I'm led. Sia is looking for Sia. If I ever find anybody who says they see, it's for confirmation. You understand what I'm saying? Not for, you can't tell me what I do. Do you understand? It's to confirm what the Spirit of God has already said to me. That's why if you see the new covenant, we don't have prophets who tell people, you know, the color of their this, the color of their that. We don't do that. Because our role is confirmatory. Let me tell you something. As I'm preaching now, God is confirming things in your heart. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is how prophecy works in the new covenant. Not the one I'll call you and say, come tomorrow. Tomorrow, you are going to marry a, an Hispanic woman. <laughs> Babusa. I get what I'm saying. You know why it is important to understand this? You are a sheep. You are not a goat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hello, church. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Say this with me. I'm a sheep. I'm not a goat. My sheep do what? Hear my voice. You have the capacity, inbuilt installation to hear his voice. Yes, sir. You hear his voice. Yes, ma. You hear his voice. So, John, um, uh, Peter's voice. And if you read other... The scripture actually says in other, trans- in other versions of the story... That he spoke not knowing what to say. <laughs> Do you understand? Just let's talk for the sake of talking. But what he said was actually a reflection of his thoughts being a stone. You know, some people actually, you know, some people are on top of the stone. Some people live inside the stone. Some people live under the stone. Yes, the stone has pressed their lives. <laughs> pressed their lives. Should I tell you an example of those who live under the stone? No, don't worry. <laughs> it's for another day. <laughs> Some people literally live under the stone. That's the stone has pressed their lives. If fasting, you are fasting, and that fasting says that your own fasting. <laughs> That you must never near brush. Hmm? You must never near. If you near brush, you have seen the. If water, water touches your mouth, you have seen not just against God, you have seen against God, against it, against every, even against Satan. They live under the stone. Under the stone. As some of you are seated here now, you are wearing different colors of wig. 
Kiko. Oh, of Yoto. <laughs> and some of you even have the guts to dye your hair. Tinted gold. <laughs> the part of hair that has been reserved for you. How can hell be hotter than hell? But they tell you it's hotter than hell itself. I went there. I saw people in hell. And I asked them, what took you to hell? And they said, my earring. Go and tell them, my earring. My long nails. Fixing, fixing. So it took me to hell. Bala blue. <laughs> you know when somebody said Bulabaish kind of just talking what 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 is in the nonsensical nonsense wearing jacket. I'm proud, I'm bold. That's the only part they showed you. If that revelation does not come, that's why you must know the word of God. Because that thing they say they saw does not line up with God's word. They are under the stone. And one thing you must do to yourself is not to either, Paul said, we never even give even a second. I'm not asking you to be rude or anything. Do you understand? I'm not asking you, when somebody comes and starts preaching the Lord, walk out. Mm -mm. Don't behave like that now. Come on. You have the grace of God. Amen. Just shut down. For your good. And then the next thing I'm going to ask you, how did you arrive there in the first place? <laughs> Tabernacles. One for Moses. So, look at this guy's week. Monday, he visits Moses. Looks for law to keep. Tuesday, he's looking for prophets. To tell them their future. Then Wednesday, he comes to grace. His grace. The grace of Jesus. Everything is grace. Thursday, he visits Moses again. Leaves there for the day. Friday, he goes to another prophet. Then Saturday, he visits gospel. Then Sunday, he chooses one of the three. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying. Then repeats the cycle. And then you're asking yourself why the person has mental imbalance. Why won't you have mental imbalance? Not you. Why, why, why are you not going to be unstable? You, you feed from the gospel today. Tomorrow you go and feed from the law. Next tomorrow you feed from the prophets. Then tomorrow, you, why won't you be imbalanced? So let's see what happens here. He says, Where, while he yet spake, behold, a bright, bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, which said, let's read together, want to go. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Do what? Yea, ye him. Your light has come. Hear ye him alone. Look at the next verse, please. And when, what? Let's read together, want to go. And when the disciples they fell on their face. Uh-huh. And they saw a Uh-huh. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. Does it sound like arise and shine? Arise and be not afraid. Meaning to shine this light of the... I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Just chill. To shine 
One of the things that you must kill is fear. Fear of if I pray for the lame, they won't walk. Fear, kill it. Fear is if I bid for that contract, it's not going to happen. Kill it. Fear of if I do this, kill it. Fear of if I do that, kill it. Fear that it's not my type, kill it. It's not my type that they give that kind of job. Kill it. Fear of I don't know where to start. Kill it. Arise and be not afraid. Now let's read together. I want to go. And when... Read it again, read it again, read it again. Want to go? And when they had lifted up their eyes, uh-huh. they saw no man save Jesus only. So it will be a, a, like, I don't know. You say you, do, you want to know the mind of God. You want to know the mind of God. He has told you his mind. Say, hear him. Then when you lifted up your eyes, you did not see Moses anymore. You did not see Elijah anymore. You saw only Jesus only. What other confirmation do you want? Open vision of who to hear. <laughs> Meaning, if I go to Moses, Moses must confirm Christ. Yes, sir. The prophet must confirm Christ. Yes, you understand what I'm saying? To the degree that they are not speaking in the light of what Christ has done, yes. it's to the degree they are speaking Bulaba. Yes. Yes. You abandon them. Yes. Look at it. Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. You know, those people, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just having fun today, man. Can I just have fun? You know, those people say, Lord, I want to hear you today. Anywhere, belly face, anywhere. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Father, Son, in the name of Jesus, amen. Hey. Hey. They say, and Judas hung himself. What? Lord, how can this be the word for the week? Lord, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do this again. Oh, Lord. Anywhere, anywhere, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hey? 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 Then, you hear what you want to do, do quick. Go and do likewise. In other words... As Judas hung himself. (laughs) How can you live like this? How can you live like this? We live in the light of Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. So what, what, what did the Bible say? Hear him. Then they saw Jesus only. So where did Moses go? Do you know the interesting thing about God? He never made reference to Moses. He didn't talk about Moses. He didn't talk about Elisha. He didn't even praise them. <laughs> Say, let's praise them small. Ah, you people tried, oh. You people did well, oh. You know? You know why he didn't talk about them at all? Their time had passed. Now, we're speaking in the light of Christ. So they saw Jesus only. Now let me ask you. That might sound like a religious statement. Until you see Jesus only in your finances. Jesus only in your Jesus only in your health. Jesus only. Do you understand? Is it possible that you see Jesus only? And I speak that over you all through your life. Jesus only. Jesus only in your finances. Jesus only in the possibilities of your children. Jesus only. That you raise your eyes. Listen. You go down in prayer. You raise your eyes and all you see about your future, Jesus only. And let me tell you, Jesus truly makes things bright. Yes, sir. You know, in all of heaven, he's the light. Yes, sir. 
lighting up all of heaven. Heaven is only heaven because Jesus is there. You didn't hear what I said. If Jesus is not there, heaven ceases to be heaven. <laughs> Do you understand? For Jesus is the light in the heavenly city bright. Hallelujah. There's no night day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's the light. And guess what, brothers and sisters? He lives in your heart. I guess what I'm saying. In other words, and I feel the power of God as I said that. In other words, when, you move, when you're moving into a place, what do you do? You furnish it to a capia. You furnish it to taste. You understand? That's why you, <laughs> you end up some, some apartments. Same block of flats. But by the time you see the way somebody did their own, like a, like a monster's house. And then you look the next door, you see somebody else magnified theirs, make aesthetics. You enter the same apartment and somebody has transformed the space into something that suits their personality. Jesus has a personality. And when he moved into your heart, he has made your life designed and fashioned to suit his personality. Meaning what he has is what he brought. He is peace, you are peace. Hallelujah. Do you understand? Look at the light of how Jesus got resources when he was on earth. As I was preparing, God said to me, you know, Jesus also encountered challenges, right? But see how he, you know, lo- he looked at those challenges in the light of who he was. Why are you getting ready to participate in darkness? Your light has come. Can we say amen? Amen. So if they saw Jesus only, you should see Jesus only. All through the year. Jesus only. Can we say amen? Amen. Oh, glory to God. Let's, let's, let's move. Let's move. Go to Luke 24. I have a couple more minutes, so we can do this. Let's try and, and, and run. Let's try and run. Luke 24 from verse 13. All right, let's read together. One to go. Yeah. Yeah, and certain women also 
Uh-huh. Yeah. And certain of them which were and found in demons and so and so on the said, But if they saw not, then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken. Prophet includes Isaiah? Yes, sir. Or continue. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory? Stop. Has he entered his glory? Yes. Who did he take along with him? Hey, hey, church, let's, let's say it again. Because when you say it with your mouth, it sticks. Who did he take along with him? Me. So has he suffered? Yes. Has he entered his glory? Yes. And he has taken you along? Yes. Okay, let's continue. Now, read now. Want to go? In all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Where did he start from? Moses. And then what? All the prophets. Go, go back to the next verse. From Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them things concerning himself. So when Isaiah was talking about the light that has come, Isaiah was talking about your Christ. Yes, sir. He was talking about the light of Jesus that has come. So now, here's, here's, here's how it works. We arise and shine in the light of the light that has come. So the question we want to ask is, what did this light bring when he came? What are the possibilities that are available in this light? Can we do that? All right, let's go. Luke 19 and verse 10. Let's read together. One to go. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So, first light we see, he came to save the lost. So, see somebody's prayer. I am lost, Lord. I am lost. I am lost. Find me, Lord. Find me. What? He came to seek and to save those who were lost. After he has saved them, are they still lost? No, Can they still be lost? No, so what should your songs reflect now? That you've been found. My brother, he did not come to find you to take you to Wusetuo. He came to find you to take you home. You have a new home. This home is a home where all things are possible. I get something. Look, let me give you this idea. So, you go into a new house. Hello, everybody. Are you being blessed by this? Yes, you go into a new house. It's all automated. You are still using a jangbadi mentality. I see. If you do this, the light comes on. If you do this, the light goes off. You know, as you're walking towards the door, it opens. All right, and all of that. This is the new home. Where you have come. You do this. The AC comes on. You do this. It goes off. TV, everything. is voice control and everything. Look at that Jangbadi mentality. As they are, no, now, if. <laughs> no, you understand. Nothing, nothing meant. Eh? 
So you come in, the light comes on. Ah, what's happening here? What's go Do you understand? You're thinking, what's, what's going on? And then you're looking for the switch. No, it's voice control. Yeah. Mark Hankins talked about going into um, a, a washroom, like a washroom space in a space. And everything was automated. So you do this, the water flows. You know, and then, do you understand? But he didn't know. So he was looking for, he didn't have any hand. So he was looking and looking and looking. And then another guy came. Hear this. Another guy came, waved his hand, and then the water flowed. And he did this, and the water flowed. And then he did his own. So he's no respecter of persons. And then he looked at the wall and said, everything in this washroom is fully automated. So you live in the light of what is prevailing in the environment. Now you are in a new space. All things are possible. It's a light. It's a kind of light. You understand? Jesus is on the sea. And then the sea, there are storms and everything. And he wakes up. Who told you that's not you? Have you seen yourself in the light of Christ? So you can actually, you can actually from your sleep, wake up and say, you see this activity of Satan that is, that is making me lose things? I've lost my phone now. And I've lost a wallet. And I, Enough. Stop now. I have no losses in my life, Father, for this year. And in the name of Jesus, it stops. You can do that or pick up your phone and start to call everybody. Do you know that I have lost and be looking for pity? Do you understand? And be looking for pity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We live in the light of what has been made available, what is possible. My dear, don't just hear it. Go and do it. Go and do it. I can't remember when myself and my wife, we drove past Evercare, and she wanted, she desired to work there. So, like joke. That's your, that's your hospital. That's where you're going to work. We just talked about, we didn't even pray about it. We just talked, and it's not super, it's not superhuman anything. What I'm saying to you is that just keep, hey, Jesus, light has come. Order your life around the light that has come. So if you used to manage before, stop, stop deciding to manage. Don't manage. Just decide that you're not managing anymore. That's why I told you, write this thing down. Tell yourself the kind of life you want to live by March. What's wrong with you? Tell yourself in the light of what has come. Stop using the light of what you know about yourself last year. To think that that's the way this thing is going to go this year. No, the devil is a liar. Start adjusting yourself. You know when the Bible says single bearing, that, that has not been. You know what it means? Adjust yourself like somebody who, is, you know, who has yeah. given birth already. Yeah. Yeah. Adjust yourself to the culture of somebody who, yeah. you, you understand, who handles plenty. Start talking like that. Start dressing like that. Your light has come. Yeah. It's light that was designed to change a behavior. So we were talking, we just talked and forgot about it. Let me tell you how God made it happen. Somebody she worked with, can I share? I don't really need permission. <laughs> Somebody she worked with in her former place is now the new person in the Call it coincidence, no problem. This is how God is patterning our lives. Now, this person entered as a locum. Okay? But now, He's now a full-time staff, and he's now working in, let me call it, he's now working in the admin section. He's a doctor, but he's working in the admin section. 
Long and short of the story. We didn't, we didn't have to cut corners. She still did an interview. Did you not do interview? But there's somebody on the inside who said, recommend this one. Recom- see her. Recommend her. Long and short of the story. That's our new workplace. Talk, ma. Talk now. And now she's the highest paid of all the people she knows. We agreed. We said, tell them a particular amount. We told them, tell them. <laughs> and in this journey of faith, you understand, things can be... Because after she proposed that thing, they didn't respond. Even me, I was saying, have they responded? <laughs> said, no, they've not responded, babe. The next day, they had not responded. I said, what's going on? The next day, then the next day, they responded. Long and short of the story. If she had not proposed that thing, what she eventually ended up with will not be what she will have. It's big mouth. Big mouth. Big mouth. See, the faith. You see, this provision, let me tell you how it works. The faith you're using to eat small crumbs. It's the same faith you need to eat big one. Just choose. No, this is not die. You know, they say all die and die. Yes, it's just like, it's just like the, this one is all life and life. But there's a life that is better than another. It's like the lepers who say, if we stay here, we die. If we go forward, we die. Let's better move. So use the light that has come to pattern your living. I asked you the other day, were there not many disciples with Jesus? Why was he only Peter that walked? This thing was an open book for everybody. Why was he only Peter that walked? You need to ask yourself those questions. Say this with me. My light has come. My light has come. Say it again, church. Say, my light has come. My light has come. So he came to save those who are lost. Kai, time is gone. John 12, 31. John 12, 31. He says, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the priest, prince of this world be cast out. Pay attention to this. And if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. Look at how church people are. Lift Jesus higher, higher. Lift Jesus higher, higher. Lift him high for the world to see. For the world to see. For he said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto. Look at what draws all men. The fact that the lifting up is not the song. The lifting up was, go back, go back, go back, go back. Start again from verse 31. 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. Next verse. So prince of this world cast out. Next verse. And if I be lifted up, lifted up in judgment, that lifting up is the lifting up on the cross. So what draws men? The lifting of the reality that Jesus died on the cross. If I be lifted up, meaning if we come into the meeting and lift his death, burial, and resurrection up, not gimmicks, I will draw men to myself. It says I will draw all men unto me. Next verse. All right, let's, okay. So, if you did not see before, now see it. Read it in context. Want to go? 
Okay. So what's the lifting up now? His death on the cross. What draws all men? His death on the cross. His finished work draws all men. Heals all sick. I will draw all men unto myself. Revelation 3.20. Put it up. I just want to run through this thing. Want to go? Church, do you have a voice? Let's read together. Want to go? Behold. Yeah. This is, not, this is not salvation scripture. This is, and I'm knocking at the door of your heart. And I'm asking you to come with me into this wide open spacious life. I'm going to give an excuse to say, none of my mates have done it. None of my city people have done it. I see, I see it prevalent in the environment. Everybody has diabetes. Everybody has an ailment. Everybody is sick. Everybody gets sick as they get older. I'm standing at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. I'm saying, crave. Are you going to open the door? Or you have an excuse? If you open the door and you say, Lord, I agree. Open up your mouth wide. I will come in. And when I come in, here's the idea. I will sup with you, meaning I will not discriminate you because you're on a particular level. Okay? So I will come to you, come to your level, but I won't leave you there. I will sup with you. So in other words, if I came in and you're drinking, Gary, I'll start with you on that level. But then you will now sup with me. Meaning you will eat what I'm eating. Yeah. Meaning you will yeah. hear what I'm hearing. Yeah. So when I come, I will not say you are disqualified because this is the level where you are. No, I will stop with you. I will stay with you. But I won't leave you with you. I will say, come with me. You eat with me. But now, first thing is, I'm knocking. Hey, greatness calls. Are you going to open? Do you want to leave on the same level you leave? What, what's your excuse? Daddy, I don't have rent. Come with me. Daddy, I've not seen who is going to pay my school fees for three years. Come with me. Leave the excuses. We know. You know, when I was preparing for this teaching, God told me that normal is already everywhere. Just because, see, okay, that you are small. All right? That you are small today. And that is the reason why you want to make an excuse for remaining small. It's not good in God's sight. Because you, somebody has to be small for him to now show his magnificence. Yeah. I stand at the door and knock. Crave large. What's your excuse going to be? You can't say somebody, you, you didn't have anybody to tell you what to crave. Crave large. Open the door of your heart. I'm knocking. That's, how, that's what's been happening all through all these messages. Are you ready? Do you want to fly? <laughs> I said, Lord, I've been crawling all my life. You know the question he asked the guy at the pool of Bethesda? He said, do you want to be made whole? The guy said, I have no man to throw me into the pool. Is that the question I ask? Show Goni. Are you okay? I ask you, do you want to be made well? You are telling me your life's experience. Do you want to be made well? Yes or no? 
sir, I want to be made well, full stop. Okay, come with me. I will make you whole, period. Here's what some people want to do. Do you want to be made whole? If you want to add drama, go and add. <laughs> what has happened in my life? If I tell you, you will not believe. Are you the only person? That has happened to others. Now it's time to be made whole. Leave the excuse behind. Can we say amen? amen. So I want to give you a list of things. I can't even finish this teaching. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody. And as you pray in the Holy Ghost, say, my light has come. I think we'll just stop there. Can you come to the keyboard, brother? My light has come. Glory, hallelujah. Now look up at me. I think this is what we'll do and then we'll close. Take this down. What is a disruptor? Please softly and not keep on. A disruptor is a person or a thing that interrupts events or activities, or a process by causing a disturbance. A disruptor is a person or thing that prevents something, especially a system, process, or event from continuing, from continuing as usual or as expected. So here's how we're supposed to live. We disrupt in the light of Christ. Here's the idea I've been telling you. A normal process. There's been scarcity. There's been lack. There's been darkness. Interrupt it. And create a new system. In the light of what you have received. Let me give you a, a real picture of that. Look up at me and then I think we'll close. Queen. Jesus came into a situation. People were carrying a corpse. And then there was a procession in motion for the funeral. So they were all in a procession going to the funeral to go and bury the corpse. And people were crying. This is, this is some people's life story. You know, things are going in a particular motion. A disruptor stops it and introduces a new lease of life. So as they were all going, ready to go and bury, they come in contact with Jesus. Jesus is, is not the kind of person to come in contact with if all you want to do is mourn. If he comes, he's going to change your, your party. So Jesus, they meet him on the way. Anna, what's going on? Oh, somebody is dead. Oh, interrupt it. So now we don't have a funeral anymore. We have a praise party. 
because somebody dared to believe that the dead thing can come back to life again. Just stop it in its track. And that disruption can be in your life in the light of something you have heard. No more. No more. Stop. And you begin to crave large in the light of Christ. What did we see him do? We start to crave to do. Brothers and sisters, is it possible that you can have supernatural provision the same way Jesus did? Wait, we see a storybook he gave you. I go to my father. Greater things shall you do because you believe in me. Was that a storybook or was it real? Yes, yeah, so let's, let's act it out. My point is, your appetite has to be large. Praise God. Hallelujah. Crave to see the blind eyes open. Crave. No, no, I'm not saying because your pastor prayed. No, because you are there. No, you. Blind eyes open. The lame walk. Who is God going to use to do that? Let me see your hands up. Deaf ears unstopped. Interrupt that hardship. Interrupt that situation. Stop it in its track. The cycle of failure. The moment they meet you, it has stopped. See, let me explain this to you. It has to be your consciousness that this is what happens in my life and with me. You see, you, you, you see yourself like you're, you're, you're a savior or, so, or something. Like you just, you just carry yourself. And you know, if you're not ready to get people who are angry with you, don't, don't be ready to live like this. I, I don't like the way you carry yourself. You just carry yourself as if you're the savior or something. What if I am? Is it going to do anything to you if I am? You're so full of yourself, why aren't you? If you go deep and you check, it's not actually me being full of myself. It's me being full of Christ. It's me knowing who I am. Now look up at me as I close. And this is just to put it in the atmosphere, okay? You can go and meditate on it at home. There's too much of us, too much of you, for evil to prevail in the environment. Just because you're not craving anything. We are too many. For somebody on your streets to still be sick. There's too much of us, brothers. I know this thing. I know this thing. Put it to work. We are too many. And maybe somebody may not. You may, some, you may not. Somebody may not walk up to you to say they are sick. But if you ever encounter them, please, I beg you. Make sure you don't leave them without exercising the, the, the thing that is in your heart. as in your spirit. Are you hearing me? There's too much of us for people to be depressed in your office. Let that depression continue until they come in contact with you. Just disrupt the process. Brothers and sisters, you know all it takes is that you're going to do it. Amen? Amen. Just decide you're going to do it. That's all it takes. You're too loaded. I mean, you, have, you know so much. Go put it to work. Put it to work in your finances. Put it to work in your health. You know, from today, just say, you know what? This, this problem stops. Stops. Command it to cease. 
Just rise and use your authority. Praise God. Rise to your feet, everybody. Pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.